This is great, isn't it? Just uh, an opportunity for us to explore and to engage in worship together. And uh, this isn't a test, don't think of it like that, but what is worship? What do you think worship is? I'm going to give you an opportunity just to shout out what you think worship is. I'm not looking for right or wrong answers. It's not a test. It's kind of what is worship to you? How do you engage in worship? Anyone at all? An expression of love for God. That's a great starting place to be. God loves, God is love, we can love God. There's worship in that mix. Rejoicing, Helena, thank you, rejoicing. What else? Just shout them out. Gazing, gazing on Jesus. There's there's an interesting description. That's lovely, isn't it? Just gazing on him, gazing at him, looking to him. Any other thoughts, ideas? What is worship? Resting, resting in his presence. I like that. Expressing, expressing. Expressing ourselves, an expression, expressing our worship to God, our love for Him. Great, this is good, isn't it? Our hearts respond. There's something in worship that is about our hearts responding. And, and what are we responding about and to Jesus? <laughs> A couple more. Oh, Steve, I knew you were an intellect. That's nice. Using our inner dialogue to to pray. Goodness, I wonder, in answer to this question, what is worship? And if you think about what Esther said, what Stuart has said, if you think about the songs that we've sung, it seems to me that worship is so big a thing, so big a concept, so big an activity that to define worship, to answer that question, what is worship, almost is too difficult because it seems to be so big. It seems to express so much. And we're going to carry on Because our reading today, I'm not going to read, you're going to read. I've asked some volunteers, they were so willing. These are just scriptures, just little texts from the Bible. Um, Who's got number one? Right, John, as loud as you can. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. 
If I were to put a word on the screen, let's just use the word reverence. There's something about reverence, respect, bowing down. God is holy that comes out of that verse that John read. Number two, I got no idea now where you are. Number Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. There's something about exalting God. There's something about lifting him high, declaring his name, glorifying him that gets caught up in worship. Number three. Lift your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. And Stu guided us a little bit about using our bodies. And there is something of lifting our hands, but not just lifting our hands, lifting our eyes, lifting our voice, lifting our hearts, lifting our souls that is caught up in worship. Number four. Thank you so much, Viv. Oh my, Sarah, didn't you just say that? <laughs> to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. There's something about adoration, love, beauty. Number five. Thank you, Sam. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. So thanksgiving, saying thank you, being grateful, expressing our gratitude. That's all caught up in worship. Number six. Thank you so much, Jean. So they raised their voices in praise and the temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud. I'm going to give this word invocation because there's something in this word. I know it's not one we really use, but it is about calling on God and inviting his presence exactly as happened in that uh, portion of the Bible that Jean read to us. Um, so invocation there. Number seven. Who's got number seven? Mr. Jones. That's interesting, isn't it? Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Thank you, Paul. And let us offer our bodies as living sacrifices. And Stu drew us to that verse earlier on. So there's something about offering, 
offering ourselves. There's something about sacrifice in our worship. So we're building up quite a picture already. Just a few more. Number eight, wherever you are. Thank you, Mike. So there we go. Someone said rejoicing, didn't they? Rejoice. But actually, it's just towards the end. The Lord is near. There's something in worship that is about the nearness of God to us. There's something of intimacy. There's something of closeness in worship. And I've just got a few more. Number nine. That'll do. Thank you, Ian. Come before him with joyful songs. Singing and music, it is there. And it's all caught up in our worship. And that's the very thing we've actually done together this morning. And we normally do on a Sunday anyway. Number 10, please. Thank you from way up there. O Lord our God, your name alone do we honour. Just that word honour. We honour God. We honour Jesus. We honour who he is. Two more. Number 11. That's interesting, isn't it? That God is looking for worshippers, for people who are actually worshippers. Not just that they do worship, but they are worshippers. I want to use the word identity because within our worship, there's something of our identity in God, our identity in Jesus. That is that heart response that someone mentioned earlier on. It is our heart responding because we are worshippers. It's not just an activity that we do, tick the box. We are actually worshippers. It's part of who we are now. We, it's part of our identity. We are worshippers. Last verse. This was a long reading, wasn't it? Who's got number 12, Ruth? Thank you so much, Ruth. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. Last word to go on the screen, the word praise, because it is about praise. And we might think those are interchangeable terms. Worship, praise, are they different? Are they the same thing? It probably doesn't matter. And it certainly doesn't matter for us today. Because I wanted to paint this huge picture of what gets caught up with worship and what worship is all about, that there isn't a single definition that captures all. But worship is as big as this, and it's more. It's more. It's all of that. And isn't it interesting that Jesus verified that scripture that Ruth read, you know, out of the mouths of of children and, and infants, God has ordained praise. And Jesus repeated that. He said himself, have you never read from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. And so we've got 
this. And I know this is corny. I, this is corny in its extreme. But have you noticed anything about those words? I told you Steve was an intellect. I mean, could this be it? That actually worship at its core, at its very basic, at its foundation, is actually all about our relationship with God. Interesting, given that we had that little mini-series a few weeks ago about relationships, our relationships with God, our relationships with each other, our relationships with our communities. And here we have it again, that actually there's something about worship that is relationship with God because it's not an activity that we do. We are worshipers now as those who have chosen to follow Jesus and it's all about our relationship with God. And that incorporates so much. So when we serve God, I believe we're worshiping him. I think worship comes out in our service When we help those who are poor or vulnerable, it's actually as if we're doing it for Jesus himself. In fact, he basically said that. You know, you go and feed the hungry, it's as if you fed me. And that is worship. That's our worship. This is all in our relationship with God. When we observe something of great beauty, the stars at night, a landscape scene, um, a piece of music that we love, we, we observe something of great beauty. Do you find that sometimes you explode a little bit with joy and worship comes out? Do you find that? Am I alone on this one? That you can see something of such beauty that re- worship comes as a result because you know who you're going to thank ultimately for what you've just seen, what you've just observed. I think when we go to work, And we do our job as best as we can. And we come home satisfied at least today was a good day. I think our worship comes out. I think in our satisfaction of a a good day. I did a good job today. Worship again. And is that it? It's in the day-to-day living of our lives. And that brings us back to that verse right at the beginning. In our day-to-day living of lives that we worship God You see, it includes our whole lives. It includes home, church, work, school. It includes play, holidays, hobbies and interests. All of that can be lived in the context and constant relationship with God when worship is a natural overflow. Now, what that means is worship does not just happen in church. You knew that, didn't you? Worship is not just about singing songs. You knew that, didn't you? Worship isn't for Sundays only. It's our whole lives. It's every day of the week. And I know this is a hard bit, but I believe we can still worship God when it's really hard, when life is rubbish, when circumstances are so challenging. We can still live lives of worship to God because it comes from relationship. Worship isn't always and only the response of something good. Worship, because it it comes out of our identity, it comes even in the darkest of places, the hardest of times. 
And though there might be moments, and don't get me wrong, I think there are moments when we just don't feel like worshipping. We don't want to respond to God in worship. Such is life at the moment. Remember that God is so loving, so patient, so kind. He's not going to break a bruised reed. He'll go with us gently on that journey. And we can worship, not because of the circumstances, sometimes in spite of them. I want to finish. You'll forgive me for this. You knew this was going to come one day. But can I share a few holiday snaps with you? Is that all right? Um, I know it's not going to come out very clear on a a light day like today. Um, But Andrew and I had the awesome privilege of seeing the Northern Lights. Has anyone else seen them? Just out of pure curiosity. The intellect. (laughs) Steve. You've seen them? Yes, of course. Canada, far north enough to see them. Um, I mean, this is a photo I took. This was the widest angle I could use on my camera, and it still didn't capture the whole scene that was above our heads in the sky, in the northernmost parts of Norway. Um, is there another picture? I think I, I, there's, there's about 100, but, <laughs> but, but I've just got a couple. Um, I don't know if you can see in the background, you've got the little star arrangement, often called the plough. I can't remember what the official term is. But you've got this streak of green light. And, um, and th- the thing is, is when I saw it, it kind of exploded in the sky above my head. And then I was madly taking as many photos as possible. I could only say one word. Can you, can you imagine what that word was? <laughs> wow. Just, 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 wow. Of course I should have said God. <laughs> but I just said I said it out loud in front of everyone. They're all there with their cameras. I just said it out loud. I just said, wow. And of course, I thought of the heavens declare the glory of God. One more picture. Um, I don't know how clear this will come out. But this one. Does anyone else think that that kind of looks like an angel? It's, it's just not, it's not coming out bright enough. I'd have to show you the original. It's just a, an interesting capture of, of the Northern Lights again. And, and that's, I've got millions if you're interested. But how is it this? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. The heavens declare. The skies proclaim. They pour forth speech. Their voice goes out. What are they saying? What are the skies saying? What is nature saying? What is creation saying? I suspect it's worshipping God. And we are caught up in that worship as well. Worship. Goodness me. That's a poor attempt at describing it, interpreting it, explaining it. But it's caught a lot of elements that we'd all probably go along with. That's a worship of God. And uh, I know I don't, we don't do this very often. I, I think sometimes we capture a picture 
of something that means so much to us. It could be a holiday. It could be a landscape. It could be the northern lights. It could be a person. It's quite interesting. We're now all generally capture on our phones, don't we? That picture that means so much to us. So as we finish, at least as I finish, why don't you get your phone out right now? Quickly go to your gallery and find that picture that you love. The one that brings you joy, the one that brings you happiness, the one that brings satisfaction to your heart, the one that just makes your heart explode. And I bet you are already worshipping in your heart, in your soul, in your mind. You're already, you're already worshipping God. Um, I'm going to sit down, but I'll tell you what, if you want to, why not show someone this picture you found? You're going to have to be quick. I know there's loads you've got on there. But what's that one picture? Just show someone else what that picture is. Like I said, it could be a landscape, a holiday, an experience, a person. And you just know, when I see that picture, my heart explodes with joy. I am grateful. I am thankful. And oh my word, my heart is responding to God in worship. Because that is what we do. And I think we capture an awful lot of those things on our phones these days. We just look at that and think, wow, that is wonderful.